Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all of the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 242 of Sorta Awesome. And I wanted to make sure if you have not listened to last week's episode, you're going to want to go tune in because in that episode, I'm introducing to you a new series that we have just for our superstars. And in fact, we dropped an episode into the regular Sorta Awesome feed to give you guys a preview of what we're doing. It's called Sorta Awesome Plus, and it is a daily video series. My husband, Kyle, and I just kind of hanging out together and inviting you guys to come and hang out with us too. Like I said, there is a free preview episode here in the feed. If you have not listened to that, go check it out. And if you would like to join us where you can come over and be a patron on Patreon for the show, again, we call them our superstar supporters. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash sort of awesome and get all signed up there. And again, we're creating this series, not only in video format, but for those of you who prefer your entertainment via your earbuds, like I do, frankly. You can also get the audio for each of those daily updates. So again, you can get all signed up to do that over at patreon.com slash Sorta Awesome. All right, like I said, this is episode 242 of Sorta Awesome. I'm joined this week by my lovely co-host who is working from home for the moment, but you know she's going to be back in the studio very soon. Kelly Gordon, how are you? I'm really good, Meg. I do feel a little guilty as an extrovert because I do go into my studio every other week. I am trading off with another producer to direct the show. And so I actually do get to leave my house. I'm an essential employee. I carry a letter with me. Oh, not that I would ever get stopped, fancy. you know, to say like, yes, this person, yes. I know it's like a legal thing that says this person is needed at work. <laughs> it is nice. I would say this. I know a lot of extroverts at this point in our stay at homes and our, you know, quarantine life are getting a little desperate for people. So even getting out for a drive, you guys, it helps me. Even though I go into the studio and I hardly see anybody and it's very weird to be there and the lights are off and all the plants are dying, I kind of go around to my coworkers' plants. <laughs> it's still really nice to get to leave some. So yes, I am here at home, but I am one of the lucky ones who also gets just tiny little breaks of whatever the real world is anymore. 
Absolutely. And just to clarify, if you're brand new to Sort of Awesome, you may not know Kelly. Her real job, her day job is she is a <laughs> producer with Minnesota Public Radio. So that's the studio she's going into. She's not a recording artist yet, but who knows? <laughs> and probably to spare the world, that is something that I will leave to the professionals. <laughs> Oh, I had to do one of those escape to drive around and find my sanity again drives just this morning. I was like, I can't breathe in this house anymore. I got to get out. Where did you go? Like, did you just drive around and enjoy maybe some sunshine and some spring sort of like views? Or did you put kids in the car? What did you do? I brought Nico with me. He is attached to me all the time now. But it's not sunny here, Kelly. It's like 30 degrees. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Welcome Mother to Minnesota, spring. <laughs> uh, I know. It's been brutal for most of the U.S. this week. Yeah, it really has. So I just really did have to go by the bank. So I did that. And then I just literally drove up one of the main highways that cuts through Oklahoma City. And it was so nice just to feel like a human behind the wheel again. So exactly. Actually, I have a good friend who just really hasn't driven for almost a month because she's like the few times that we've left the house and they had a child who was sick, too. So they even had two weeks where they didn't leave the house. You know, people brought them groceries even. She drove somewhere yesterday by herself and she said, it was almost like I'd forgotten how to drive. I had to focus, you know, because it had been so long. It's just a weird world that we live in, all these little touch points. It really is. And so this week we want to really talk about something that is so foundational to Sorta Awesome. And that is, like I say at the top of the show every single week, that we are all about helping you all and ourselves be smart and strong and social. And so a while back, we did an episode called 10 Ways to Be Smarter, Stronger, and More Social. And today, Kelly and I are going to revisit that idea, talk about how we can all be smart and strong and social, even though our worlds are a little bit topsy-turvy right now. I think a lot of these things, Kelly, are things that can live on past the days of quarantine and we can kind of incorporate into our regular lives. Yeah, we're going to get to all that here in just a minute. But first, let's go ahead and start the show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It is the moment in the show where we take some time to talk about the books or TV shows, movies, podcast products, whatever it is that's making life just a little more awesome right now. Kelly, what do you have for us this week? I have something that has actually been in my life for a couple of weeks, but I haven't talked about it here on the podcast. Probably haven't talked about her enough anywhere uh on social media. That's my clue. You guys, I have a new puppy in my life, a new little puppy love. A new puppy. Yes. We finally named her. It took us two weeks of calling her lots of nicknames because we have six people in our house who all had to kind of get on board with a name. And it was impossible. If you guys have ever been in a group or you have a larger family, everybody, there's 90% of the people who are excited to go to this one restaurant. And there's always that one person who's like, I will never eat there. Not just like, mild. It's not my favorite. They're like, if you go there, it means that you hate me. Yeah. So it was kind of like that with her name, but her name is Cassie. That is her name. Or my favorite nickname is Princess Poopers. I have called her that for so long. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to stop you guys. That's okay. As somebody said, there's probably the birth certificate vet name of most of our pets. And then 90% of what we call them is their nicknames, right? So totally. Yes. She is a border collie mix. And if you are a longtime listener to Sorta Awesome, you remember that we had to put our family dog down last fall. It was right before Thanksgiving. She was older. She had advanced kidney disease. It was time. It was brutal. Brutal. I think I said at some point that it was the first time I've ever been with a pet all the way to the end in a very, very long time. So to have all the family repercussions of that, my own world, to have been with a dog when it was put down, even if it was the right decision, 
really rocked my world. So we had said at the time that we knew that we had some travel coming up in the winter and winter is just a hard season to get a new puppy. But we said, you know what, you guys, let's get a puppy in the spring. We have not ever had a puppy with kids. Corey and I had had lots of puppies in the past. We knew what was involved. Natalie, our oldest, had been begging. I mean, I would think for four years, she has been begging for a puppy. And we kept saying, enjoy Sammy. Like, we'll get a puppy someday, but we don't have the bandwidth right now. And we know that because at one point, Meg, at one point, Corey and I adopted four puppies within a period of like four months because we were so young and stupid. Uh Right after we got married and moved to Phoenix and we just kept adopting puppies, like not thinking that they take work and they're going to grow up. You know, they were just cute. We're like, yeah, let's take that one and that one too. Okay, why not? (laughs) Yep. That was... Death by fire, you know, we learned really quickly, like, oh, wow, they take a lot of work. So this one was the perfect timing, you guys. It really, I know a lot of people have adopted pets here during the pandemic, during the quarantine. Even a lot of cities did a push to kind of clear out the shelters before that. So there were a lot in Minnesota anyway, they pretty much did. They cleared out the shelters. Everybody was adopting. So we found this puppy through a rescue. She's got shorter hair than a border collie. Of course, I will share pictures in the show notes and that sort of thing. But she's about 12 weeks old now and she's so much energy. Oh my word, so much energy. She's so sweet and has just become a huge part of our life. And it is really good timing because everyone's home all the time. So it's hard on one way because both Corey and I are working from home. The kids are trying to do school and she's biting us. So into things and then she's pooping in a bedroom and (laughs) it's a lot, but we're all here too. And this is why she's my awesome of the week. There's nothing quite like that distraction, the joy of a little one, of a puppy, of a little kitten, even of babies, you know, that just kind of gets you out of your grown up cycle of doom and planning and feeling bored. Like it's just very difficult to have a bad day when a puppy sees you enter the room and puts her ears back and runs with her tail, wagging her entire back end towards Uh you to lick your face. (laughs) It's so true. You know this because I don't know, have we talked on the podcast? This has been a part of the video. We haven't talked about it on the main podcast, but we did tell the full story of our breed of insanity on these sort of awesome plus series. That we are experiencing this times two. We brought home sister littermate puppies. Ours are Boston Terrier puppies, and they are the center of the Teats universe right now. They get so much love and they keep us laughing. And yeah, you know, puppies are a super huge amount of work. Like you said, right now, when you need a happy distraction, it has brought a lot of joy into our lives. So, we're it feeling really it has. too, girl. We are yes. feeling it. <laughs> so nice because you have bigger kids. I have bigger kids except for Nico. Even the twins get in there and mix it up with them and keep them active. In fact, I've always called the twins puppies. And so now they have some puppies to play with and keep themselves entertained. But having bigger kids and a puppy is, I would think, so much easier. I can't imagine all littles and puppies. I would probably just be in the corner crying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And that was when Natalie... I mean, people have heard me say this on the podcast before. She was born a dog person. She loved pets from an early age. And so she was asking for a puppy when she was young. And as the oldest, you know, we still had babies. We were like still going to have babies. And we kept saying to her, like, we cannot, we know what this involves. I know there is nothing that makes you happier than to be in the center of that dog storm when they just roll all over you with their little bellies and their little tongues, but we cannot. So this is the first time we've gotten a puppy. And even now there have been times with even having older kids. They're like, oh my word, it is so much work. And I'm like, yep, 
This is what we've been saying for years. So it's a little nice of parental vindication. The thing I was going to say is for the awesomes who have been tenderhearted toward Natalie because losing her best friend with Sammy, this was the cute stories that when we went to meet this dog, because it was a rescue, this is different than anything we'd ever done before. We had filled out the paperwork. We said we were interested in this dog. We had seen a quick video, but the dog had just gotten to Minnesota. The whole litter had just gotten to Minnesota three days prior. We knew a state home order was coming. So she was like, we need to meet if we can, because I'm not really supposed to go out otherwise. And she said, we can meet. And if you like the puppy, you should be prepared to take it home. Which I was like, that seems so quick. But that's how they operate, especially with puppies. They're in such high demand that she said, you know, if you are not ready to commit, that's fine. But then anybody else could swoop in. There could be a waiting list for her. So we were really nervous. How is this going to be? And there's pressure. So Natalie and I went to go meet the puppy. And we were in this cul-de-sac where we could meet up, you know, social distancing. And she opened the back door and you guys, this tiny little black and white dog, smaller than she seemed to us in the video, got out and she ran over to Natalie and started to lick her face. (laughs) And she has these floppy little ears, like big ears that stick up and flop over. And one of them is white tipped and Sammy had a white tipped ear. Oh my gosh. And I looked at Natalie and I said, look, she has a white tip. And we both like had instant tears in our eyes and we're like, this is our puppy. This is her. We got to take her home. And she's just been a part of our life ever since. So don't you love it when you're just like, this is right. Even though it's a lot of work, it's right. And it's joy. So that is definitely my awesome of the season really is sweet little Cassie, Princess Poopers. Little Cassie, so cute. You know, we will need to have the pictures on the social media. I'll throw some pics of our pups up too. Almost all of our pictures of our puppies, they're asleep because they are a blinding, (laughs) they're just blinding energy. If they're not sleeping. So they're like a lot of out of focus pictures or Uh sleeping pictures. Yes, that's what I have. Yes. All right. My Awesome of the Week is a brand new podcast. There's only a few episodes out, but it has been so fascinating, Kelly. It's called Strange Arrivals and it's hosted by Toby Ball. If you are a fan of true crime podcasts, then you may recognize Toby Ball's name because he is one of the co hosts on the very popular podcast, Crime Writers On which started out as a podcast that giving commentary way back on serial season one. And they've just stayed together as a team. There's four of them and they discuss all kinds of true crime podcasts, documentaries, other pop cultural phenomenon as well. So Toby Ball has started this series himself. It's called Strange Arrivals. And I'm going to tell you that it's not a podcast I would have immediately thought I would be interested in because, well, let me read you the description. On a September night in 1961, In the mountains of New Hampshire, Betty and Barney Hill encountered something they could not explain. What really happened that autumn night? Well, it's the story of history's most famous case of alien abduction. Okay. Okay. I was kind of going there with that. That seemed like a little, you know, I was hearing the music behind what you were saying. Like, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where do you land on the alien question, Kelly? I am very skeptical about a lot of things, Meg. So I would say I'm very skeptical. I have a healthy sense of hopefully what is humility of that. We don't know everything and there's a lot we don't know, but I am certainly not convinced that there are aliens. Not that they're abducting people. I should say it that way. Is there other life out there? Very possibly, but I don't think they're abducting humans. Okay. So I'm sort of like neutral about aliens. I am, maybe they exist, maybe they don't. I don't know. I've never really been, you know, some people are very fascinated and really do deep dives into different people's stories and, you know, all the things. I've always just been kind of like, aliens, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Not really concerned about it. 
But I do have to say this podcast is very fascinating. They take a combination of, so Betty and Barney Hill, again, are people who have this story of experiencing alien abduction, like the kind that you see in the movies, like they were taken aboard this ship and experiments and all of those types of things. However, it happened in 1961 before that idea of alien abduction had really entered the public consciousness. In fact, a lot of their story kind of set the archetype for what the classic alien abduction story is. And so it's a combination of audio recordings of Betty and Barney who were under hypnosis retelling their story of what happened. Sometimes there's only transcripts from those hypnosis sessions. And so they have actors reading the parts of their story that can either land really well or really bad, but the actors they have are really good. The whole production is just really well done. Each episode is 30 minutes and under. So I know a lot of people are finding it hard to listen to podcasts right now, including <laughs> myself, but it's just long enough. Like you can pop in an episode and catch up on a couple of piles of laundry or you're cleaning up the kitchen. It's really manageable episodes that are still coming out weekly. I think there's four episodes out now. Anyway, Toby Ball is a fantastic narrator. He's a great podcaster and the pacing is really well done. It's just enough to leave you on a cliffhanger each week to where you're like, okay, I can't wait for the next one to come out. So again, the name of the podcast is Strange Arrivals. You can find it in any podcast app. And I got to tell you, even if you're an alien skeptic or if you're fully convinced or if you're like me and you're kind of in the middle, it's really great storytelling is the main thing I would say about this one. So, Well, and it seems like it's such a break from you know, what we are often listening to in podcasts. It's just like one of those things that's kind of escapist with good storytelling. Why not? This is the perfect time. I think that sounds really interesting. I think neutral is a good way to say it. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are neutral about alien abductions might find this the most interesting of all. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So those are our awesomes of the week this week, you guys. Of course, we want to continue to really allow you guys to share what's awesome in your lives. So please do come find us on Instagram. We talk about it every Friday over there at Sword Awesome Show. And of course, we're doing this in our Sword Awesome Hangout group. We would love to have you, you guys. We are really showing up for each other as a community in so many ways across the board every week. So please come find us if you haven't already at facebook.com slash groups slash Sword Awesome Hangout. Hey, awesomes, quick confession for you. I'm constantly making a mess in the shower because I cannot seem to shave my legs without nicking my knees. Yes, even though I am in my early 40s, I still have the same problem that I had when I was a teenager. But all of that changed with Billy. Billy has recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to my front door. There is no pink tax with Billy. That means none of those unfair price hikes for all of those products that we ladies need. There's no visits to the drugstore. And in fact, Billy is definitely not going to break the bank. You can go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. But you guys, Billy is out to change more than just the way you shave. They just released three completely clean, must-have products to add to your routine. A lip balm, a dry shampoo, and face wipes. I am telling you that this razor completely floats over my skin. I have not had one single nick with my Billy razor. And that is truly awesome. Billy is the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. In fact, they are an allure best of beauty winner and they're on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. So to express a little love for Sword 
awesome, go to mybilly.com slash awesome. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash awesome. It's spelled my B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash awesome. And friends, this episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Of course, I am all about comfort food these days. And one of my favorite comfort foods going all the way back to childhood is breakfast cereal. But we hardly ever have cereal in the house because it is just full of sugar and junk that I shouldn't be eating and probably my kids shouldn't be eating either. And that's why I am super loving Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is a breakfast cereal with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It comes in four delicious flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. I thought it was too good to be true, but I am telling you guys that from the moment you open up the cereal box and you get that first whiff of cereal goodness to when you pour it in your bowl, you pour your milk over the top, you plop your spoon down in the bowl. Magic Spoon is just like regular breakfast cereal, except you don't have to worry about sugar and all that other junk. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I love that blueberry flavor, and apparently my kids do too, because it is gone before I even know what happened around here. I would love for you guys to go check it out yourselves. Go to magicspoon.com awesome to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code awesome at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their cereal, it is backed up with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com awesome and use code awesome for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring Sorta Awesome. All right, Kelly, so we kind of were throwing some ideas around. We're looking at this concept that has really been such a heart of Sorta Awesome's mission for so long. The idea that we are here each week to encourage ourselves and each other to be smart, to be strong, and to be social. And those can encompass so many parts of our lives. We thought, okay, what does that actually mean? How do we translate that? How do we apply it in the circumstance that the whole planet is experiencing right now? And again, I really do believe a lot of this can translate on past, oh, that glory, hallelujah, the day it's going to come, Kelly. We don't know when. It will. (laughs) We don't know when. It might be longer than we want, but it will come. You know what? There's one of our awesomes in the Hangout group. Her name's Carrie. I have seen her say this on so many threads, and I find it so encouraging every time she says it. Thank you, Carrie, for your ministry of saying this. People will be talking about, you know, the grief they're working through, the frustration, the disappointment, and she will say consistently, Every day, we're one day closer to this being over. And I just need that reminder of like bigger context, like, okay, it's been going on forever, it feels like, and we don't know when it's going to end, but we are a day closer to it being over. Anyway, we thought we would talk about what are some ways that we can, first of all, be smarter right now. And Kelly, I would love for this to start with you kind of sharing some of your actual expertise on this, because I have confessed on the show more than once. I'm not a good news person. I just kind of tuned out from the news a little while back, a couple of years ago. And I tend to be one of those people, not really head in the sand, but I'm just kind of like, well, if something's important, it's going to impact the circle of the sphere that I care about here, then I'll find out eventually. (laughs) (laughs) It will finally hit my life. And then I will go, oh, look, I can read about that. But during this quarantine and during the pandemic, Kelly, I find myself when I'm up in the middle of the night, like nursing Nico 
or taking puppies out or whatever, I am opening the news. So, you know, on an iPhone, you can swipe right and get your news headlines. I'm reading through those more than I ever have before. And then I find myself like, well, is this true? Because we've got these, all these conflicting headlines. How do we know who to trust? So Kelly, starting with you and your actual expertise, if we're wanting to find good news resources, current news resources that are not going to really lean and dip too far into the left or into the right, but really present an unbiased, as much as that's possible view, where do we go? Well, this is going to sound very (laughs) self-serving. But I work where I work for a reason. As I looked at going back to work, I said, who do I think does the best news? And that's National Public Radio. So that would be my always first recommendation for people who are saying, especially what you're saying, I want the news. I want the headlines. I want to make sure I know what's going on. And here's the thing, though. I want to make sure we make a distinction. I don't know, 60% of what you see on a news site today, way more than that if you're watching cable news that does like 24-7 news is not news. It's not the facts. It's opinion pieces, you know, or it's analysis. And I love that stuff. But you don't have to read that to know the facts of what's going on. So what I think National Public Radio and you guys, everybody can get National Public Radio, you can stream it. I would especially urge you to check out your local public radio affiliate. That's whatever is in your town, because they're going to mix in whatever is happening in your city so that you're going to be able to not just say, well, this is what's happening in the nation and around the world, but here's what's happening, you know, in my specific area. Is there an outbreak of Corona? What's the latest stay at home orders? That sort of thing. Just check the headlines. So, you know, NPR does a daily podcast called Up First, and it does it on the weekends too. It's less than 15 minutes. It is going to be headlines, you know, sort of a thing. It's going to give you a little bit of news. It's a little bit more of that podcast feel than just the straight national public radio at the top of the hour. And you're going to get the facts and that's it. And this is what I think for people like you, Meg, I read news. Even when I wasn't working in news, I would say I spent hours a day reading news because it's just what I like to do. But for people who are like, I don't A, either have the time, B, have the interest but I still want to stay up to date. You just need the news. You don't need all that other stuff. So if you are listening to Up First and finding out what is happening, finding a local affiliate so that you also know what's happening in your area, perusing the headlines, reading a couple stories, that's all you need. Stop. Okay? Because I think what happens is we get overwhelmed. So if we're talking about being smarter, we want you to be informed, but we don't want you to go into some sort of a spiral that's going to take over your life in your brain and your heart. My number one thing is NPR. If you want to specifically keep up on the coronavirus, they have a specific coronavirus daily podcast that you could also subscribe to. It's 10 minutes or less every afternoon, just like the latest science, the latest economic stuff. It's just that. So the difference between that and first podcast is the up first is going to have other things, especially as we move you know, closer to the election. There will be other things that we're talking about. We haven't experienced that much in the show that I produce. We're still like, wow, all we do is coronavirus. Today, we did a show about music you can listen to during a coronavirus to make you happy. It was a welcome relief of not just straight on hard news, you know, but you could do that. And then you need to get off. If you want a little bit more of analysis, I love The Atlantic. I think they're producing some of the best long form reads of analysis. Again, really good, good, good science journalism. Even there, they're a little bit more left-leaning. So they're going to bring in some of that depending on how far, especially political pieces that you go to. But if you're looking for science, they've got that. So if you want to do something like that, I would say you could check out The Atlantic. 
You could check out your favorite website and read a few of their analysis pieces. And then also unplug. No one needs to be spending three hours a day reading news unless you get paid to do it. So I guess that's my big thing is that it's really easy for us to tip from saying, I want to stay informed because I think that's healthy and good. And I would encourage all the awesomes to not put their head in the sand right now. We do need to know what's going on. We do need to hear the latest science, but don't let it become obsessive. Yes. Yes. Okay. Those are very solid resources. That's good advice too, to find that balance. And especially if you're a person who does get overwhelmed easily, like me, to figure out how to kind of have like a nugget here and a nugget there that's going to be helpful. So thank you for that. Okay, well, one way that I wanted to suggest people can be smarter right now is in managing your mental health. Now, this is a time that is challenging for every person, again, globally. It's kind of ironic because we're like so connected right now because all of us on the planet are experiencing the same crisis and the same response issues and all of that. But I will say that for people who already have some struggles in mental health, This is a very vulnerable time for people to learn how to manage things like anxiety and depression and those types of things. So I want to suggest something that I heard on the podcast episode that Laura Tremaine did on 10 Things to Tell You with Dr. Becky. She talks about scheduling an anxiety appointment. I've also heard it in different resources called a worry hour, but it's basically exactly what it sounds like. It is taking the time to pencil into your schedule a dedicated time to sit down and deal with your anxieties or to deal with your worries. Or if you are experiencing some depression and it's really coming in waves, to really be able to isolate what is triggering some of that depression so that you can acknowledge that the worries that are coming up, that that's real and that it deserves to be acknowledged and dealt with instead of just trying to push it down, push it down, push it down. But at the same time, it does not have to take over your whole thinking life during the day. So if you have not, and I made this my awesome of the week a couple of weeks back, but that episode is so fantastic of 10 things to tell you. I'm going to put the link in the show notes again for you guys. But she really explains why Dr. Becky, a psychologist, really explains why this is so important. But it's such a smart way to deal with your mental health right now to make an appointment to just sit down if you want to journal through it. Some of the anxieties that we're having and experiencing are very legitimate. Things having to do with our finances, with our careers, with our families, with our kids in schooling. I'll have to be honest with you guys. A huge source of anxiety for me has been our twin boys who are in first grade, who are at the very, you know, a time when reading development, literacy development, even math fundamentals, it's so important. It's not like we can just play hooky for the rest of these weeks until second grade (laughs) starts. Can't we though? I mean, they'd love to. They're like, give us another Godzilla movie. We're done with reading. But truly to sit down and kind of journal through what is causing this anxiety? Are there practical solutions or do I just need to acknowledge the thing and let it just stay kind of in the journal? Okay, I've dealt with it. Now it's going to stay here. So anyway, I love the idea of taking a worry hour and making an anxiety appointment, whatever that might look like for you. I think it is such a smart way to deal with your mental health so that you're not just consumed with some of these thoughts, which can really easily, and I know this from personal experience, really easily become just cyclical in our minds where we're just turning it over and over in our minds. So that's my advice on being a little smarter about our mental health right now. I really like that because I think that maybe it's just my personality type, but I often, especially when there's something going on that needs to be attended to, 
run from my feelings in a little bit, you know, like I just don't have time to acknowledge it. And so then it just simmers in this low boil. So that's why I thought that advice was so good from Dr. Becky to say, you need to stop and turn toward it like it's a different person and say, hi, I see you there, anxiety. Let's sit down and talk and like literally just invite your body, your spirit, your soul. If you're a Christian, you might even say the Holy Spirit. What's going on here? And that can be really scary. But if we're not doing that, we're never dealing with it. And so we're not able to kind of set it aside. We're not able to set it aside. We have to like face it to be able to say, okay, I hear you. I see you. And I will come back to you in another hour or in later in the day. It was just, oh, I'm so glad we're going to share that episode again. We should probably just be sharing that episode in the show notes. I don't know. (laughs) For the foreseeable future. By the way, (laughs) if you have any anxious thoughts. Yeah, totally. It's totally worth a re-listen to. I have re-listened to it and I pick up something new every time I listen. So, all right. What do you think, Kelly? Any other ideas come to mind about ways we can be smarter right now? I do. And this one is a little bit different from the way I think that many of us often define smarter, but it's really more about being wise, if you will. And this is what I was going to say is that I think that we don't want to just major in facts, which good Lord knows that that's like my whole life. I'm so into the science of this stuff, you guys. This is kind of a pinnacle news story for me. It's not a disaster. It's, I mean, it is a disaster, but it's not like it's a shooting or 9-11 where it's all analysis. It's like we're learning there's this science to it. I love that sort of stuff. But we need to be investing in the deeper parts of ourselves this is kind of a taking the first two and putting them together. When we have the anxiety, but we have the facts, how can we take the head knowledge and like let it trickle down into our souls and our outlook and our actions in a wise way? So there are two resources that I have been turning to constantly in the last few weeks that I think are great for helping me stay rooted in that idea and saying, but what can I learn? How is this changing me? How is it making me a better person? One of them is Brene Brown has a new podcast. If you guys are not already familiar, I'm sure you're familiar with Brene Brown. I can't imagine there's somebody who's listening to our podcast who is not already (laughs) familiar with Brene. She seems like an awesome, you know, in spirit psychologist, talks about shame. She's super down to earth. And she just released a new podcast called Unlocking Us. And she was planning to release it before all of this happened and then ended up releasing right in the middle of when everything was going down in March. So it's kind of taken that view of everything is she's talking to all of these amazing guests, you guys, people who are thinking deeply about life, who we would love to hear from, you know, like the awesomes. I think a lot of us, these are the books that we're reading, the authors. So if you're looking for somebody to talk real life to you, who is not saying, hey, I've achieved, she's saying I'm right here in it, but I refuse to let shame or judgment to define me. How can we grow through this? Brene Brown is a great one. The other person that I immediately thought of, she's just one of my favorite humans on the planet and is a hero to me, is Kate Bowler. I know I've talked about Kate before on the podcast because of this. Kate Bowler is a divinity and history professor at Duke in North Carolina. She was diagnosed with stage four cancer three years ago. And so she has written a book called Lies. Everything happens for a reason and other lies I've loved talking about what it's like to be a young woman. She was 35 when she was diagnosed, facing death. Sure, death. That's what stage four means. Stage four means this will kill you. (laughs) There is only remission. There is no cure. So she has already been living in this messy middle, you guys. She's thought about this a lot. And she's so funny and approaches things in such maybe an unexpected witty way that I just thought this is who I want 
to accompany me on my journey. And you know what? We are, like you said, we are going to come out of this. So we're not quite in the exact same place. But she has talked about how do we live in this chronic sort of way? You know, our culture wants victory. (laughs) We want to move through it. We want to have the end tied up. We want the happy ending. And right now, we think it will come at some point, but we don't know when and we don't know how bad it's going to hurt until we get there. It's a lot of uncertainty. We don't like it. This is not how we're conditioned. We want to move through. You know, we just want to reopen the economy. Let's just get back to normal. And that's not what is going to happen. So I love to walk with people like Kate, who has thought about what is it like to live when you can't have the happy ending. And so she has a podcast that you could listen to. She's also written several books and has lots of articles. I've been reading her blog. Again, she started blogging. And like one of the things, I just have to read you a portion of what she's talking about. One of the things that she said as we're living in this pandemic, one lesson that she has learned is that sometimes what we need to do in these circumstances is find peace and joy and do something for no reason at all. That we often are like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? And she's like, I have no point. Every day is a gift. Why would I learn a new skill? I'm dying, but she is. And she's like, I think there's so much joy to be found in just creating for the sake of creating. She's like, when there is not much we can control, why not try something which is absolutely for no reason? When the stakes are so low, it becomes all about you and the beautiful stupidity of Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bunch of really garbage art that I picked up from thrift stores. So what could be better than painting monsters into the background? Nothing, nothing could be better. Do I still know all the words to MC Hammer's You Can't Touch This in French? Yes, I do. Should I perform them over (laughs) FaceTime to unsuspecting friends? Who can stop me? (laughs) My friend Will was recently found in his garage using a saw to cut out a wooden snake because he decided the house was missing something. Wooden snakes. So maybe today (laughs) you need permission to do something for no reason at all. You know, so she's just a great voice. I think these are the people that we need This is the kind of smart that I think we aspire to here at Sort of Awesome. It is not just head knowledge. It is wisdom. It is going forth into the world. Kate Bowler is a wonderful person to lead us on that path. Absolutely. Amen to that. I cannot even add anything because that is some sheer brilliance. So thank you for bringing that to us, Kelly. I cannot wait to dig into more of her stuff because that sounds fantastic. Okay, so stronger. How can we be stronger in the midst of this time and Beyond, the first thing I want to recommend is keeping a resilience journal. Now, lots of people are talking about all different kinds of journaling you can be doing right now. I mean, I think the reason so many people are so passionate about journaling is because it can really make a significant difference in your day, whether it is a gratitude journal or if it is, I've got to write down my anxieties journal, whatever that looks like. Even just like keeping a simple record of your days is so important. But I think a great way to improve our mental strength right now is to keep a resilience journal. And by that, I mean, dedicate some space to remind yourself of times in your own past when you've already come through difficult circumstances. I know every single person listening has at least one story, if not dozens of stories, when we have come through something difficult. And I think a big Part of weathering the dark times is reminding ourselves, I can do hard things, which has become like such a (laughs) trite thing in our culture, but it's still so important. And you can even expand beyond reminding yourself of what you have done. Although I think that is the most important place to start is reminding yourself, I can come through this. I have come through hard things. 
I do have resilience. I know I am a person who can come through this, but also, or I should say, and also (laughs) record the stories of people in your lives who inspire you with what they have overcome. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother, she passed away years ago, was a nurse and she was in charge of the baby ward back in the days when every baby went to the baby nurseries while the mom recouped. And she was a nurse who fought hard for the concept of rooming in, which was like, she was a pioneer in that years ago when that was just unheard of. And I think about the resilience that she had to have to be able to keep advocating for moms and families and standing up for what she believed in and thinking like, that is my grandmother. And I, you know, can feel that sense of, yes, (laughs) I can do that too. There is part of her in me. You know, it can even be jotting down quotes or even like song lyrics, anything that is going to remind you that you do have that spirit of resilience within you. Even if you, when you start your resilience journal, and I speak from personal experience when I say this, even if when you start it, you're like, I don't actually feel like I have very much resilience. (laughs) Sometimes we can kind of form ourselves into becoming the thing that we want to become or to be able to achieve. And I think that journaling through that and focusing on one part of our lives right now really will help as we increase our mental strength during this time. So, yeah. And you know what that reminds me of is something that our kids talk a lot about in school, at least my kids, is growth mindset. You know, this is a thing. What you're saying is that sometimes we talk ourselves out of the strength that we have or building on the strength that we have. It's a matter of how we look at the situation. It is not what gets thrown at us. It's our reaction to that thing that really determines our grit, our perseverance. And if you guys have not done or looked at some of the TED Talks on grit, I'm trying to think, is it Duxworth is her last name? Is it Kate Duxworth who's written about this? Kind of a Brene Brown sort of a person in psychology talking about grit and how we develop this. I think that if you were to keep that kind of a journal, Meg, even if you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't think I have much grit, just record what you did. Did you do one thing today? Did you not kill and eat your own offspring? <laughs> they were <laughs> bothering you again? Did you get out of bed? Did you take a shower? Write it down because sometimes we just need to notice those things. Ask somebody who loves you in your life and be like, can you just help me find a few things? Because it's like that snowball rolling down a hill, right? It picks up steam. And hopefully the more you do it, the more you notice that you can do it. And that actually, I'm going to bring up something here that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I think it is what I'm bringing to this conversation about stronger. And it is find the thing that gives you that mental oomph, right? So many of us talk about workout music, like what's good music that's going to get me pumping, right? I think music is a huge thing for this. So I have to bring up Shell's list again. There was a Spotify stream that one of our awesomes put together, Shell. It's called Invincible Warrior Goddess Playlist. It's on Spotify. You guys, I've been listening to it for the last few days and it is bringing out all sorts of feelings. I am cheering and dancing and it is very women focused. And it is that feeling of, you know what? Women are awesome and we are (laughs) strong and we can do this. So this is a little bit of like that whole rest of the episode. We talked about how it's okay to be sad and not to put too much pressure on yourself, which is all true too. So we're not trying to, you guys have heard us say that, but if you need to like have somebody put a little fire in your soul, that playlist will do it. At least it does it for me. Or find your own. Maybe there's some other playlist. Maybe there's something that you watch. It's a movie. I am all about creating an environment that spurs you on. Something that will almost be like a cheerleader for you. 
I have said before that my kids are annoyed, but I love to listen to smooth jazz because it kind of sets this tone. I feel like I'm in a movie and it helps me to be like, I'm fine. I can do this. Sure. I can get you lunch. That's how I feel. It like, it sets the tone, the music for how I move through my day, but it works you guys. So if we're talking about wanting to be stronger in the face of adversity and the kind of adversity that we're doing right now, there are days for sure where we're like, I am so tired of being in these four walls or in just this yard. I'm so tired of these people. I am so tired of this food. And I just want to go back to my regular life. Oh, we can't (laughs) mourn it. And then if you want something to push you on and inspire you and make you feel like I can do this, I cannot imagine a better playlist than the Invincible Warrior Goddess. Totally have to agree. And that segues perfectly into my last idea for how to be stronger. You know, this may not be the time in your life when you necessarily want to pick up a new like exercise rhythm and routine, but really moving your body every day in an intentional way. I'm a huge believer in the kitchen dance party. You don't need any special workout gear or even shoes for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You can just turn on that playlist or any of your favorite music and just groove in your own kitchen. But you know what? Getting out and walking, we live in a neighborhood where the sidewalks are on our side of the street. And we have seen so many people. I'm like, I have never seen so many people out walking and walking their dogs and just out getting fresh air, doing something to move your body every day. It's the kind of strength that's not maybe going to, this isn't maybe the time to take up your new body beach body, summer body, whatever thing. That's okay. We're just surviving right now. But moving your body every day in a way that's really intentional is going to help you release stress. It's going to help you complete some stress cycles that you may have encountered during the day. And it's the kind of strength that is just so good. It's so good for your heart and it's so good for your brain. So, all right, let's talk about this last category. This is the hard stuff. This is the stretch stuff, Kelly, especially for extroverts like us, because it's like, how can we even be a little bit social, let alone how can we be more social (laughs) right now? How about we just say, you can't, the end. (laughs) Skip. skip. (laughs) Too bad. That's very unawesome. Sorry. (laughs) You can't, the end, deal with it. But seriously, we have thought about what are some ways that we could be a little bit more social, maybe even just a little more intentional in the little snippets of socialness that we get during the day. Kelly, you were kind of talking about the Netflix party situation. What's going on with that? I've heard people mention this, but I have not checked it out myself. That's the thing. You guys, we would not normally do a podcast and kind of recommend you try things that we have not already tried and loved because that's just kind of how we do. But this is such a unique circumstance. Last two weeks ago, I mentioned Jackbox TV being a online game that you can play virtually with family or friends. So Netflix party, I mentioned at the time, I'm going to talk about it more now, even though I haven't used it. This is my understanding of how it works. It is an extension for Chrome that you can download for free on your browser. You would open it up, pick your video, and then you can create a party, invite people to it, and they can watch with you. They do need to have a Netflix account as well, but you guys are going to be watching the exact same thing at the exact same second. And then you have a little chat bar over the side where you can chat like, oh, that was so funny. LOL, how was your day? You know, that sort of stuff. So it's just a way that you can guys, it's almost like sitting on the couch. You don't have a video screen. My understanding is it's all text, but you don't have to call them and be like, hey, pull up this show on your Netflix and hit play now. Now. (laughs) Right? It syncs it for you. Yes, it syncs it and it's a video or TV show. So you could choose kind of what you want to do. 
So that one has gotten really good reviews all over the internet. I've seen people talking about it everywhere right now because of the pandemic. There's also a service called MetaStream, which will allow you to do the exact same thing only with some other services like Hulu, like YouTube. So if you're like, well, the show that I wanted to watch isn't here. I don't know all the different things. I think it will let you to do Twitch even on MetaStream. It's the same. It's a browser. I think it actually works on Chrome and Safari or Firefox. I don't remember, but it's an extension that you would load. It's free. It works the same way. You can pull things up. And I wondered, somebody try this or maybe I'll try it. Even if we wanted to be social, I wondered if you could do like a YouTube workout with somebody at the same time. You know, like you're not going to be able to type the same way, but if it makes you feel better, like someone else is doing yoga with Adrian at the exact same time as me, we're both watching yeah. it right now. Maybe that would be kind of something fun to do, or maybe your kids could do YouTube. There's all that go noodle stuff that we've talked about lots of times. It's a great exercise program with all sorts of kid-friendly exercise. Maybe there's some ways that we could do that. And that just helps them to feel like it's not just out into the void. Like we're connected to somebody else, even though we're doing this thing on a screen. I love that. That sounds so fascinating. I'm going to definitely check that out. Maybe my sister Emily and I could turn on the office and chat through that together. Yes. We'll I've been watching Parks work. and Rec again. It's like we're yeah. all going back to those comfort yes, you know, things. Totally. And I thought the same thing. Like there's just so many moments. Yes. That would be fun to do this. So yes, Netflix party or MetaStream. All right. Well, one way I thought of that we could be more social is really give ourselves permission to celebrate. There are certainly people who are celebrating big life events. In fact, Kyle's oldest nephew, he and his now wife had planned a beautiful wedding in Dallas that was supposed to take place right around this time, mid-April. And they obviously had to cancel that, but they did still go ahead and get married and they live streamed it on Facebook so that anybody who wanted to could tune in and see their wedding. And she still wore her wedding dress and everything. And it was just a really fun and creative way to do a big celebration. But I'm telling you, even little things like celebrating your normal rhythms. And this happened today. It's a Friday as Kelly and I are recording. My kids and I have had a long-standing rhythm and routine of doing Friday donuts. We don't do it every single Friday, but lots of Fridays. We'll stop and get donuts on the way to school. So this morning, like I said, at the top of the show, I had to get out of my home. It was just me and Nico. After I hit up the bank, I thought, you know what? I'm going to do Friday donuts. So I went through the drive-thru at our very favorite donut shop in Oklahoma City. I love the couple that runs it. We've known them as long as we've lived here. They've seen me go through all these pregnancies and have all these kids and they just know us so well. So I got a big box of donuts to take home. When I walked in the door, Kelly, you would have thought it was Ed McMahon standing there with a lottery check. They were like, donuts? Like they could not believe that I brought home Friday <laughs> donuts for them. So, and that was like $10 and it totally made their day and was such a bright spot. So I'm just saying permission to celebrate doing birthdays in ways that are meaningful that, you know, it's almost kind of like, what can we do? Can we do video messages or text somebody gifs all day or you know, like whatever it is, that's going to make somebody feel celebrated, even if you can't do a big party. And sometimes it's just about celebrating yourself, honestly, Kelly, at the end of the day with like a glass of wine and a hot bath. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that may not be the social part, but I'm just saying like celebrating 
even in the midst of the difficulties, I think is a powerful way to be more social right now. I think one of the things that is going to be so interesting to look back on with this pandemic is that we have been robbed of all of our connection points for celebrations and even just rituals, right? Like even funerals that no one can get together for sure. And all those celebrations, finding a way to reach out matters. And in fact, that's kind of my last one is just, I know as an extrovert that it is easy to kind of keep a stiff upper lip for a few weeks and then just to be like, you know what? Kind of like I joked before, it's just, I'm over, I'm done, I'm stuck here. And you just end up in this dark place. I'm gonna say that we have said this, I think even in the Hangout group, can you imagine the pandemic 25 years ago before we had the internet, before we had smartphones? Like we would really truly be without so many of these options too, whether it's ordering things online or getting groceries delivered or for sure, connecting with all these people. We wouldn't have had Jackbox. We wouldn't have even had streaming services. We would have been at the mercy of whatever was showing on cable. Let's use those. I know, I know that we want more and we are designed for face-to-face in-person contact. But I am trying to make a point to connect with people, especially people that maybe I don't always connect with. Maybe this is a time to say, hey, person that I have a few people here in town that we were intending I've met them more like online and we were going to get together this spring in person. Well, now we can't do that. So I was like, all right, Voxer or Marco Polo, you choose. And we will just meet there for coffee in a way, even if it's not at the same time and just do that whole. So tell me your story. We can do this. We could have lunch with a friend. We could make a time to say, hey, half an hour, 1230 on Tuesday, we'll FaceTime. You know, there's so many ways to see each other even. And we'll eat lunch together and we'll just catch up. We could do it in the evenings. We could go on a walk together. We could even do a real phone call, which yes, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy talk for me. Whenever my sister calls me and I actually, well, first of all, she doesn't call me because she knows. But when she does and I answer, she's like, is this a sign of the end times? What is happening right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate to talk on the phone for some reason, but I think mostly because I don't like to get interrupted. And that's the great thing. I have so many other options like Voxer Marco Polo to like talk uninterrupted. And I always feel like as soon as I answer the phone, I'm don't touch that. And somebody's needing me. But we could actually use the phone and call somebody and go on a walk and talk to them. We could call a grandparent. We could call somebody who's single and not trapped with a thousand children. There's so many ways that we could be doing it. So I guess I know it's not the same. I'm not here to pretend like it is. But we can be social. Don't let this pandemic stop you from reaching out use one of the things that you have at your disposal, you will feel better. Even making a small effort to reach out to the people who you love and who bring you joy. That perfectly says the last thing that I wanted to say, which is sort of a bonus of being smarter, stronger, and more social. I've heard a couple of different people on the internet say, remember the way to avoid feeling hopeless is to be helpful. And a lot of what you just said is exactly maybe since we're both extroverts, we're like, you can be helpful by being social. (laughs) But truly, I was going to say a lot of that, you know, sending Voxer messages to people just to check in, texting people that may be feeling lonely, donating to an organization that is doing work that you really believe in right now can help us not feel so helpless. I think acknowledging the forgotten essential workers, we definitely, definitely need to acknowledge like our healthcare workers, and those types of people. But Kelly, there are people that work for the city of Oklahoma City who are still coming and picking up garbage every week and doing all of the things to keep our infrastructure running. 
And their work is essential, but they may not get called out for the great work that they are doing. So it's showing up in some way for them to let them know that you see them. Whatever that might look like in your life right now, finding ways to, as much as you have the capacity to be helpful in some way, even if it's just like a little teeny tiny thing, or if it's a big gesture that really expresses helpfulness, I think is a great way to express being smarter and stronger and that social component right now too. So yeah, I love that. All right. Well, we better wrap up because my Klingon baby is awake and I have one of my daughters (laughs) knocking at the door like, please help, please. He only wants you. A Klingon, what, is that a Star Trek joke? (laughs) Yes. That's about the extent of my Star Trek knowledge right there. (laughs) So I don't expect you to like break forth in a language that we're all going to be like, what was that? You can't speak fluent Klingon? Okay. No, but hey. I'm disappointed, but okay. There we go. My new quarantine project is to learn Klingon. (laughs) Something, talk about something for no reason. Except for when you get abducted by the aliens, you'll be There we go. There we go. There's our circle. It's all There's our circle. We better end on that high note. Kelly, if people want to find you in your copious free time when you are on social media, where can we find you? I'm trying to get better, you guys. Maybe this will give me a little kick in the pants to share more pictures of the puppy. I am on Instagram at Kelly Gordon MN from Minnesota. You can find me in the same place on Twitter or always in the hangout. I've been in the hangout a lot lately. It's been like my little respite hangout or the superstars group. Awesome. Okay. Well, you guys can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show is on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod, and you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.